For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Go. Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Welcome back to the Speaking Podcast. Jay Black and I have a special show today with our co-host, Jessica Gibson. We are bringing in my morning show producer, Kristen Weber, who is expecting very soon along with jessica both ladies expecting a baby coming soon and we thought let's talk about that first pregnancy first baby on the way and uh compare some notes i'm sure jay and i will learn a lot from this conversation just to be clear different dads different dads i just want to make i do because people might get confused that's all that's as much as i can contribute to a pregnancy discussion i just wanted to clear that up we are having a baby not together Right. There you go. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, let's first let's check in. So, so Jessica, when are you due, and how are you feeling? I'm due August fifth. So I'm 27 weeks. Can you hear me? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, feeling good. It's exciting. I just had lunch, and then like a little dance party goes on in your stomach with the baby. It's very exciting. <laughs> and what do you do? Um, so my due date is June 11th, but I'm actually giving in uh, June 6th. So I have four and a half weeks. Oh, D-Day. Yeah. Wow. Coming up fast. D-Day, baby day. That's how you remember it. You should call it Project (laughs) Omaha. (laughs) Yeah. I actually found out two days ago that he's already head down. So we're, we're trucking along here. We're, uh, this is it. Baby's ready to go. Right, wait, is that a thing like you got to like maybe he has to make sure he's in the right spot? Uh, yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> definitely. Because if he's uh, if he's breached where his feet are, you know, uh, down as if he's standing up, you, you have a serious problem. So uh, he's he's good to go, though. The whole system of human birth is fakakta. It's silly. The fact that all this stuff has to happen just to make the baby alive it should be like a giraffe. You ever see a giraffe have a baby? That thing falls like 10 feet. Baby hits the ground, stands right up, done. Human beings has got to be all arranged properly and you got to be laying there. Ah, boo. Boo the design of the human body. I don't even know what to say to that. I, I literally have no comment to that. That What do you compare it to giraffes now? Oh my God. Jessica, have you gotten the, uh, the breach conversation yet with your doctor? Have I gotten the what? The, the what position the baby's in? No, butt first is no good, but I just, um, I'm not there yet at all. I'm almost in the beginning of my fir- third trimester. I did learn at a baby shower though, that giraffes carry babies for like twice as long. And I'm mm-hmm. very grateful that is not the case for, you know, humans. Well, I don't think any woman would get pregnant if they had to carry a baby twice as long as, as we do now, because I'm done. I, I think the human, like race, the, the human race would end if men had to carry babies. They'd just be like, we got to find a different way, guys. The guy oh. around it. <laughs> We're not doing we, it. If men had to carry babies, the order of invention would be wheel birth control pill. 
That would have been the arc of cavemen. They would have been like, all right, we figured out how to move stones. Now we have to control the ovaries. That's That would be the way it would work. All right, so here's a question. They, the uh, Have both of you read the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting? Yep. Yeah, I did it right over there in the actually. What did you learn from that? You know, nothing really, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, the app is a lot better. It's just easier because it follows along week by week. So when you're 20 weeks, it'll tell you about your 20 weeks, your 21 weeks, you, you know what I mean? Uh, and so on and so forth. Um, sitting down and reading a book, I have no attention span for that anymore. So I chuck the book, I use the app and that's it. Jessica, what about you? I just, I got sick of realizing how much time I was scrolling on Instagram, just looking at pictures. So I just ordered a whole bunch of books on Amazon. Um, expecting better is apparently the better version of what to expect when you're expecting. Um, uh, so they've got a bunch of data and science in it. So. The dairy cow version of that is expecting butter. Thank, uh, you. So Thank you, everybody. Just wanted to say that. Uh, it's you're funny, all week. I feel like a cow right now, so. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it gets worse. <laughs> All right, so Kristen, what sage advice do you have for Jessica as she enters her third trimester? You're almost at the finish line. I, I am, yes. Uh, the second trimester is is the best. So soak it all in now, because once you hit your third trimester, baby gets a lot bigger, and you get bigger, but you're so close, and at that point, it, it really... You, you don't care anymore, you know, like kind of how you feel and how you look. You're just, you're ready for the baby to come out. So don't look at the scale, <laughs> just go with it. It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And, and like I said, as, as the baby gets bigger, oh my gosh, you're going to feel like all different kinds of stuff in your stomach. The baby looks like an alien. You're going to see a hand. You're going to see all sorts of things. It's really cool. No negativity oh, here, guys. This cool, is but like, scary. No, it's not scary. I promise it's not scary. <laughs> it's not. Now, as a father, and I think I can I can speak for Jay in this, fathers have a very important role. We uh, typically step up and do so many more things when our wives are pregnant that, that we should all get medals. And I'm imagining that Ryan and Chase are both stepping up to uh, the next level. Jay, would you agree? Uh, I was a comedian on the road for all three pregnancies. So I was checking in with my wife from Vegas going like, yeah, there's a hot tub in my room. How's it going with two babies and another one in your belly? Uh, it's amazing that we hung on through uh, our, our, our whole marriage. Quick question, though. Uh, do, do you guys understand the importance of ice chips while you're giving birth? Do you know about the ice chips? It is. It's so funny. The psychology of men, we're very simple. We're happy when you give us a little task we can perform outside of the room. So they'll send you for ice chips. Now, what, as near as I can determine, you need about 1% of the number of ice chips that you're actually going to get from us, but they keep sending us out for more ice chips. And every time I come back, I'd be like, I got the ice chips. And my wife would knock the ice chips out of my hand and goes, I don't need any more ice chips, you asshole. And I go, I get it, but they keep telling me to go get them. And it's just, it's weird because we're useless. We're basically just there for you to get angry at. And they send us for ice chips repeatedly. So it's just a little thing, not just for having the baby, but life in general. Send us on little missions. It makes us happy. 
what else can you get other than ice chips? I mean, well, what no, just in general, like in your marriage, like, oh, like, oh, I left my gummy bears in my purse in my car. Could you go get my gummy bears? And we'll light up like, ooh, I'm hunting. And then we'll run out, we'll get the gummy bears, we'll bring it back, and we'll go, we did good, right? And then you have to do, even though you don't feel it, you got to go, you did a good job getting those gummy yeah, bears. You, you did. You need to do busy work to feel whole. But no, it's all men. That's why they have, you're going to trust me on this. All men, it's psychology of men. We like to hunt for stuff, but we don't have a chance to do much hunting. So give us little hunting things to do, and we get excited and happy. See, I, see, I was not sent for ice chips because I had way too many questions about the size of the ice chips, the need of the ice mm -hmm. chips. Where should I get the ice chips? Was the bucket that the ice chips would be in be sanitary? There were so many questions, they sent somebody else to get the ice chips. Uh when my when my wife is having her second baby, um, I I made a, a couple of jokes to the nurse on the way in, and I'm just going to tell your husbands now that does not go over well. <laughs> uh, even if you turn to your wife and go, I made her laugh. See, she's not happy. She does not care about how well your jokes are going over uh, during the, the the birthing process. Although my wife's vagina is a champ, she squirted those babies out like that. Second baby, an hour from first contraction to that baby cartwheeling right out. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. I mean, it hurt, but she squeezed out that second baby before the epidural hit. That like They were like, we're getting the epidural. Oh, no, here comes the baby. Baby squirted right out. So uh, what do you think is harder, ladies? Um, the, the fact that uh, Jay's wife had to have three kids or deal with Jay? Definitely deal with Jay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she she hates me. But now, I mean, how do your doctors get along with your husbands? Oh, my doctor hasn't hasn't met my husband. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to leave the delivery room. That's right, too. Yeah, at my hospital, they won't be. He, he won't be able to. Ryan's camping in there, and that's it. He's 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 in it. What do you mean they can't leave? Like they can't walk around and get ice chips? So that. Right, it's done. He could, I, I know, because uh, I'm delivering at uh, Robert Wood Johnson in, in New Brunswick. So mm -hmm. what they told us is that Ryan could leave to go get ice chips, uh, but he can't leave the hospital. Once he leaves the hospital, he, he's out, can't come back in. Really? Yeah. How many yeah. days do you expect to be there? Three? I'm hoping two. That would be fantastic. Yeah. But, I mean, when you're induced, um I mean, you can, you could be there for three, four, five days sometimes, it, you know, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. Jessica, what'd they tell you? Um, I'm like, so not there yet with any of this. So I'm getting really? my sugar test on Friday. Ooh, good luck. <laughs> Thanks. And then I think like in the next like visit or two, I'll start getting into all that stuff, but I'm not even there yet. You guys are both, though, really happy and smiling. It seems like this is going pretty well. I, I feel good. I mean, I know we're, we're both having different genders, right? I think you, I think you announced your, your gender, right? Yeah, like a girl. So, yeah, Jessica's having a girl. I'm having a boy. Um, I know, at least for me, I've had a great pregnancy up until recently, but that's just because I'm so close to delivering. My, well, I, I would call them ankles, but they're not ankles anymore. I can't wear anything but flip-flops. My my feet are just huge. And that's actually the one thing that my husband has been good about. Ask him to rub my feet and he'll do it. As gross as that is, he'll do it. That's about 
as much as he'll do right now. Ryan, go Ryan. That's like, that's huge. Feet rubbing. It is. A, it's a big deal. But um, I don't know, Jessica, how was your first trimester? Were you sick at all or? No, it was really easy. It's been nice. Yeah. Um, Chase is acting kind of like a middle school boy with all of this though. Like I can't imagine him getting to the point where, Hey, we'll rub my feet. I know I'd asked him to like, just put his hand on my belly to feel it. And he's just like whines about it and doesn't want to do it. And is like, all right, are we done here? Um, someone actually, one of the moms that he like works with came up to him and told him all about how she, she's like lactation consultant. And he was like, this is way more detail than I want to know anything about. Like, how do I end this conversation? So I think once you, I'm sure you're showing, right? You're, you're in your second trimester. You're showing. I feel like once you get, once your belly grows and once you get bigger and he realizes like, oh, okay. Like that's my child that uh-huh. it, it, he might change. Cause Ryan was kind of like that too. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that they're not able to make these appointments. So they can't see the sonogram. They can't see the baby's heartbeat. They haven't been able to see anything. It's just what we show them and what we tell them. Maybe the reason we feel so good is because we are in quarantine. So we're not going to a million weddings this summer and <laughs> going out to birthday parties every weekend. I am. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm out a lot. So I don't know. I'm I'm just grateful for the fact that I never got sick. So it's all good. So no nausea, either of you? No throwing up? No. Wait, what what does a lactation consultant do? I feel like that's uh, is that like a political consultant or something a little more? It's it's for breastfeeding, for when you breastfeed. They kind of so like they walk you through it, you hire them. Is it is it like a regular thing? Basically, yeah. They, they- I, I only ask that because when, when uh, I mean, now going back a, a while to uh, Jody's first pregnancy with Elizabeth, like there was this, uh, what did they call it? I think Leche, I don't know, this crazy, um, the, like radical breastfeeding group where yeah, that they yeah, recommended yeah. breast, what's that, is that what they're called? Leche League? The Leche League, yeah. right? And they recommended up to like four years old. I'm thinking that's insane. Yeah. So you're going to be watching, like there are some fanatical people. Jay, did, did you guys deal with any of that? Uh, yeah. I mean, so the, the breastfeeding, we were always, I mean, we, I say we, I was not involved. My wife was always going to do that. Um, just because of all the stuff with IQ and breastfeeding. Although it's, it's hard to know if that's causal. It's just, uh, uh, you know, a it sends. It seems that uh, mothers that breastfeed their baby have babies with higher IQs, but that could just be that mothers who breastfeed their babies are also more involved in babies' lives, and that might matter. I mean, it, it's hard to tell. So we were always going to do that. My favorite lady that came in, and I don't know if they still come in anymore, but uh, at least with my my first kid, this woman came in, and they were like, "Well, I'm from the state, and I'm here to tell you that you know you're going to get mad at your kid from time to time." I was like, yeah, I guess. And they're like, well, we're just here to tell you, do not shake your baby. And I was like, yeah, no, I know. And they're like, no, 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 we're, we're from the state. We're here to tell you, don't shake your baby. And I was like, aren't you here a little late in the process? If I already had the baby, presumably I know, like what, like, what do they expect from me? What do they expect me to turn to my wife and go, oh, that's what we did wrong with the first two. Like, what did they expect would happen Tell us early, don't shake the baby. Not at that. You're shutting the door after the horse is gone. 
But so, girls, don't shake your baby. That's I. I, yeah, I think they observed you and your wife interacting over the ice chips, and they're like, "Send <laughs> in someone. <laughs> These guys need help. Holy shit!" Yeah. Did you guys it, go to either appointment or any appointments for your? Like, is that a thing for uh, guys to go to I, the doctor? Yeah, I got in trouble, so I went to one appointment, and and of course, I I, I can't help it, and I wasn't. It was an innocent comment, but there was a, the, the Eagles were playing and we were a good half hour from the hospital and we went the, it was one of the final appointments with Michael at, at the hospital. And I just casually asked him like, just, you know, what time do you think we'll be out of here? She's like, oh, do you have somewhere to be? I'm like, no, 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 the you know, Eagles are playing and I, I bet on the game. Anyway, uh, the doctor didn't look at me for the rest of the time, and I didn't go to the next appointment because I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to pass. Bill, Bill you so, should have asked to get the Eagles on the sonogram screen. Can you turn the channel been. on this so I can get the game? We already see right? the baby. We know right. how that's going to happen. I didn't think it was a big deal. I wasn't saying, like, I want to rush out of here. I was literally just scheduling. It was a timing thing for me. Like at what point am I going to get home? At what point do I need to get the car? Are we? Is this going to take longer than we expect? Anyway, apparently that's frowned upon. So, but I was at most of those appointments early. I'd say, how many appointments are there in a pregnancy? Like a lot. Four hundred. Like, is it like 10, 15, 20? I'm about to start going every other week now for the next three months. So yeah, let's say a week. So let's say probably 20, a dozen. Five. Um, so if there's 60 total over the three kids, I probably went to eight. So I probably averaged like two and a third per kid. So basically, Jay was in lockdown mode before lockdowns were a thing. Right. Well, no, I was on the road. I would I would be like in Minnesota oh, performing at uh, you know Lake Minnetonka, going, uh, "Hey, how's our baby? Is it alive?" And she'd be like, "Yeah," and I'd be like, "Great, I got to go tell college kids." penis jokes it was a very odd situation that i was in all right so does this make you more or less likely looking forward to the second kid or you think like i'm one and done this is it every girl thinks they're one and done till the endorphins i don't know i don't know i don't think so i see at least two they say Maybe never three. again and then their brain releases all of the endorphins when the baby's born. It blocks out the memory. They vibrate with good feeling and they go, oh, okay, I think I'll do another one. Every every pregnancy, my wife said, never again. And now she's begging me for a fourth and it's not happening. This gun is staying holstered. Are you going to get a puppy instead? They want another puppy. They want something alive in this house they can take care of. I said, how about a turtle? We can eat it if it doesn't work out. They said, no. I don't know. I'm just thinking about number one right now. I was going to say, ask me that question again in five weeks. And I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But you guys seem happy and excited. I love it. This is how it should be. It's awesome. I can't wait. Now, were you surprised uh, with the with the uh, the gender, boy or girl? Were you surprised? Like, did you expect, oh, I'm definitely having a girl or I'm definitely having a boy? I was very surprised. Really? Very, I was 110% convinced that I was having a girl. Really? And I was very, very wrong. <laughs> Did anybody have a reaction? Because like we've known people where like they wanted a boy, it was a girl, and they're like, ah, uh, and then they have to fake being happy. I'm like, 
what the hell's wrong with you? Was there any of that? My dad, actually. <laughs> my dad, my, my dad and myself, were, we were the only two that were convinced yeah. that it was a girl. Everyone else was like, no, it's a boy, it's a boy. We're like, nope, it's a girl. He's like, that's my granddaughter. This is gonna happen. I'm gonna have a granddaughter. And we cut the cake and we lifted the cake and it was blue and he went, oh, okay. <laughs> Who wants coffee? I'm like, oh man. <laughs> But he's, he's that he snapped. Meanwhile, he's, he's, he'll, he'll love it. He'll be like, oh, future cop. Exactly. And that's, that's where he's at right now. He already bought him his little Mets onesie and, and a mitt and a bat. And he's ready to go. Of course. He's excited now. He's excited. Literally takes him shooting for the first time. Exactly. Come on. He's five. He's old enough. <laughs> oh my. Jessica, what about you? Is there uh, any shock surprise? Um, everyone really wanted a boy on both sides of the family. So they're all kind of like, oh, okay. That's funny. Did they expect it? Because like Elizabeth was the first girl in our family in, uh, I think it was five generations, like something ridiculous, right? Like, like everybody expected, like, obviously it's going to be a boy. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not so sure. I don't know. That's so funny. That's a long time. Very wide leaning sperm. <laughs> Right? Isn't that amazing? That's why Bill asked so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> we needed more female influence. Thank God for Elizabeth. Um, but no, but so they wanted a boy. I would, I, for some reason, it seems that people err on that side, that they want a boy. Mm. And I don't yeah, know why that yeah. is. Why is that? Carry on the family name. Plus, uh, statistically, uh, marriages stay together longer when there's at least one boy as the baby. Really? Yeah, they I think it's evolutionarily speaking. This is not a negative, but we were happy to have a girl first because I have to say, Elizabeth, so helpful with her younger brother. I'm not so sure if Michael was first, if it would have been the same. My son is barely aware that we have children other than him. <laughs> <laughs> boys are like what who what are you talking about honestly we had a big thing where we like sat my son down to tell him that he was going to have a baby sister now he had bad apraxia so he couldn't talk really anyway but he could understand so he was four and we or th late three and we said hey you're having a baby sister and honestly his entire reaction was look up shrug look down that was it now my daughter she was planning from the time we told her she was going to have a baby sister, like, well, this is what I'm going to teach her. This is where she's going to be. I'm going to help. It's like it's, you could see the differences start immediately in child rearing among boys and girls. What about with husband and wife? Do you guys talk about things that are going to be okay, things that are not going to be okay? Because half of that went out the window after the kid arrived. No, we haven't discussed anything like that. We're at the point where we're like, let's have the baby first, then we'll go into parent mode. I love it. it I feel like Chase is trying to set set out ground rules, not like any that I can think of specifically right now. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm also thinking the same thing. Like, how well would we hold any of those up anyway? Right. I mean, it's you know, because you don't know until it happens. Every kid is different, and and it's like you know. Have you talked about uh, splitting time, waking up? I've thought about it. I haven't <laughs> rolled out my ideas yet. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what about you? 
Well, working a morning show, it's it's very easy. We have opposite schedules anyway, so it's oh, that's true. That we're doing now, yeah. So it'll be easy for us. Yeah. It was funny. My my first two kids, I had a trick, which was I would hold the baby, and because my wife was breastfeeding, uh, they would just cry for her. So I would just sit in the nursery holding the baby, and after about eight or nine minutes, my wife would come in and be like, "Fine, just give it to me." And I would go, oh, well, I was trying to help. And she'd be like, yeah, I know. Give me the baby. And I'd go to sleep. Uh, by the third kid, that kid cried for four straight hours. And my wife just slept through it like she was on a battleship door, you know, like she was a hardened <laughs> warrior. Uh, and I still think that that's affected my baby. Like my youngest kid seems to be more emotionally tough than the other two. And I think it's just because it learned like, well, I guess I have to deal with the hairy, useless one. Because the other one isn't here right now. So I think that's how they sort of view it. Okay. You just reminded me. We had this conversation the other day where I wanted a bassinet that goes in the bedroom versus a crib going in the nursery. And I was like, well, we don't need a crib right away. The baby sleeps in the bassinet next to your bed for about six months. And Chase was like, no, I think it's six weeks. And I was like, okay, we'll just figure that out later. <laughs> God, I don't remember how long. You definitely want them in the room, though, for for the good part of the beginning, of course. Yeah, we had the we had the baby monitors. I imagine the technology's better now. When we finally first moved the kid into the when when Elizabeth first moved into her crib, I don't remember. Maybe it was six months. I I can't remember. But but I remember setting up the baby monitors and then hearing neighbors' conversations. Oh on the phone yeah well because remember in the old days we had home phones which i don't have now right i feel like jay still has a home phone no no home phone uh, no i'm impressed good but i i think i would avoid getting a, a baby monitor now just because i've seen so many horror movies and like if there's a ghost in your house it's a hundred percent it shows up on the baby monitor so like i would rather just not know so you know i don't want any you evil know, literally because remember the old cordless phones. Yeah, I know. I remember. I'm old. So you would hear people's conversations, like in your neighborhood. Very unsettling. Very. And when it's out of context, maybe it was ghosts. Maybe you're right. Yeah. It, it, certainly a better connection than those dumb psychics you have on the show, Bill. Oh, stop with that! I gotta bring her back. I gotta bring Cindy Carson back. Were, were the voices on the phone going? Here. <laughs> With the voices on the phone going, letter H. Just say the letter H and see if they react. No, no, no. I could tell you more, but I can only give you the letter H over the phone. Because that's apparently how they do it, Bill. I mean, just from what I can see, that's how ghosts communicate in vague letters. Q. Oh, no. Don't say Q on the internet. Anyway. Baby monitors, how is that, is that still a thing? Was really my question. We're going to have a camera set up because that's even weirder, right? You can do it on your phone now, can't you? I, I'm like just saying, like, we have security cameras that are on my phone. I wonder if I will put a security camera in the room. Yeah, why not? We got a baby monitor. Someone bought us a baby monitor. Um, but yeah. it, it's like Jay said, I mean, you get you have the option. You have the little screen that you can carry around with you or you can just have it on your phone. Well, now with like internet, you could just like put the baby in the room and go out to eat, and you can check on your phone. Basically, the phone yeah. will take care of the baby for you. Yeah, like oh, the baby's still okay. I'll get dessert. Yes, thank you. 
<laughs> I feel like it's it's probably good you stopped at three, Jay. I think it's. Hey, here's a question. Just in general, what's the age that you can leave? Like, because I'm a believer, like, you know, if my wife wanted to take a walk, she would never do this. But if she wanted to take a walk and the baby was sleeping, go ahead and take the walk. Like, you're only going to be gone for 10 minutes. It's not crazy to go take a walk. But she didn't want to do that. Would either of you feel comfortable leaving the baby alone in the house for a reasonable amount of time, 10, 12, 15 minutes, to go outside to get the mail or to take a walk or whatever. Not leaving a car. You're just leaving your house to get something. Would you feel comfortable doing that? Or are you like, I'm in the house if the baby's in the house? Why wouldn't you take the baby on the walk? Well, if the baby's sleeping and you yeah. just want to do some alone time, just, you know, go take a walk or something. I don't think we ever left the house. Not, not when they were little. Never be alone again. Like when they're three, they ought to start cooking their own dinner. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. My wife and I are in this argument right now. I've I've gotten her to the point where my son can now ride his bike to school if I watch him go over the main road. But I'm like, he can go over the main road. He's thirteen. He's not an idiot. I mean, he's an idiot, but he's not an idiot. Like he can get across the street. And she's like, but what if? But what if? And I'm like. I, I don't know. I think it's worse in a car. I mean, like, have you seen the bus driver? That person is obviously a drug addict. Why can't he cross the street in his bike? I feel like free range kids are a okay. Like, I'm fine with free range kids. Let them. But not not a baby. They're no free range babies. Yeah. I feel like, like that's why. Walk. I, I think that's a problem. I feel like in the olden days we had nine and six of them lived and you thought that was pretty good. (laughs) If it works for the Amish, it could work for us, Bill. So, Kristen, Jessica, this was obviously a pep talk that Jay wanted to give both of you as you get ready to deliver your babies. Oh, my God. But taking a walk around the block versus getting the mail. Getting the mail is one thing. Right? Right? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Going out to smoke a cigarette. That's one thing. Going out to get ice cream because the ice cream man is there and you want a fudgesicle. Yeah, I mean, aren't we supposed to like send our husbands out to go get ice cream? Yes, ice cream that's what I was saying. All right, what's the first drink you're both going to have when you can drink again? Mimosa. Mimosa? Oh, that sounded like, oh my God, I need a mimosa. I, there's there's a bottle of Prosecco in the fridge right now, and there's orange juice. And every time I open the fridge, there's a countdown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make uh, some mocktail margaritas later today since it's Cinco de Mayo. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. That reminds me I'm hungry. We talked about Mexican food this morning. Oh, and we talked about Je- – Kristen, Je- this is – uh, I think Jessica's heard this from Jay, but uh, our conversation this morning about a little bit of bullying, a little bit of schoolyard, uh, kids toughening up and roughing each other up is not the worst thing in the world. And Jay, you and I have had that conversation. 100%. I'm A-OK with it. Right? You, kids have to kind of keep themselves in check. My wife and I just got into an argument about this because my son is the sweetest little boy in the world, but he's enormous now. He's like got my my father-in-law was a D1 wrestler and I'm six foot three. So it looks like he's got my father-in-law's musculature with my height. I mean, the kid's got like arms and shoulders on him like you wouldn't believe. And he's but he's got kind of a meek spirit like he doesn't want to fight. 
And uh, there's this kid that's smaller than him at school. that's giving him a hard time. And I'm like, you are bigger than him. Walk up to him so that he notices that you outweigh him by 45 pounds. Look him in the eye and say, cut it out before I make you. And my wife's like, don't make him get into a fight. That's the worst thing you could possibly do. And I'm like, I don't think it's the worst thing that could happen. I think the worst thing that could happen is he learns to whine about it instead of doing something about it. Go beat the shit out of a little person who's giving you issues. That's why God gave us size to hurt little people, Bill. Uh, you know, halfway through that story, I was going to ask Kristen and Jessica if they agreed with you uh, because I wanted to know the, their honest answer. Now I don't think there's any way any of us can agree with well, you. Well, I, I was I'm obviously being hyperbolic. But same situation. Your little children are getting bullied. Not bullied, but the kid's giving them a rough time. Do you so argue I told you to fight? Or no, not? I told the story this morning. Michael was probably, I don't remember how old because it's the last 20 years are kind of a blur. Uh, but he was probably, I don't know, first grade, something like that. And and a kid was picking on him. And we wanted to see how he'd react. And he walked up to the kid after the kid had said something and then, like, pushed his shoulder. And Michael gave him a boom, right. you know, two hands in the chest, knocked the kid over. The kid cried and never bothered him again. Never again. One, all They just want to see if you will fight. And then if they know if you will fight, they never bother you again. They go to somebody who doesn't fight. It's one fight to never have to fight again. It's prison rules at school. All right. So, Kristen, I know you're, you're a thumbs up on that. I, I don't know about the prison rules. I think that gets what you to a whole new. If the other prisoners know you're going to fight, they don't try right. to do anything in the shower. Yard rules. Yard rules. Yard rules. <laughs> I said, I said this, I said this on air today. My my mother always taught us, never throw the first punch, but be ready to throw the second. And yeah. let me tell you, because you're not going to be the one that's in trouble. They are. One hundred percent. Let them take a swing and then go at it. They okay. don't stop. That's Jessica, it. Jessica, what do you think? Although, is, I wonder if it's different with a girl coming than a boy. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking from like this. This girl's going to grow up so different than I did because. My sister is six years younger than me, and we had a bunch of cousins that were her age. So I saw them fighting with each other all the time, but I was always 10 years older than them. So I was not involved in it. I am not, I mean, she's going to have so many cousins her age, and like I won't have any like input because I've never had cousins to go fight with all the time when you're like <laughs> a, you know, a one year, one year old or first grader or whatever. My, my, uh, my uh, 10 year old plays lacrosse she's a little girl and she just got kicked out of a game for being too rough and i was applauding so hard i was like that's exactly right too rough is better than not rough enough Go. who's she fighting with then her older brother no she doesn't really fight with her older brother but she just wanted the ball and she knew that you know she's got a good butt and she knocked her butt into the other girl and the other girl went flying and she got ejected and i said that's what your butt is for that's what you were put on here to do be rough. Better to be too aggressive than not aggressive at all. I agree. I yeah. agree with that. The world yeah. is not an easy place. Throw in some elbows. Throw some elbows. Throw, throw your butt throw around. Throw some elbows. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, hey, look, we uh, we are out of time, but I would love to. Re so wait, it, this will drop. It's now, what is it? May 12th. So I'd love to do a follow-up, but Kristen, you're due. How long are you going to work right up to the point? Uh, my plan is to work till June 4th, and then I get induced June 6th. 
So I say we regroup in three weeks, if you guys are good with that, for a, uh, a baby conversation right on the verge of delivery. Sounds good. And by the way, if it makes you more likely to join us again, Kristen, I can just start the Zoom and leave. I would 100% understand if that's a requirement for you coming back on the show. It's all good. You had some, you had some good, uh, I don't know if advice is the right word, Jay, but. Uh... The insight's buried under all the bullshit. You got, it's there. You just got to get through the bullshit to get it. There it is. I love it. All right, let's do it. Guys, thank you. I want to thank our friends at Flemington Car and Truck Country for sponsoring the podcast and being uh, partners with us through uh, all of this. We appreciate every person that uh, works at that great company. All right, guys. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.